and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. And we're beginning a new gate, a new chapter of the book. Last week we finished the gate of trusting God, of the Pitajon. And today we're starting the gate of wholehearted devotion of all acts. And um, this, this gate really is a multifaceted obligation that all our acts should be holy, should be with uh, the intent that we're serving our Creator, and they should be done Leshem Shamaim. So we'll start this gate today. And uh, Rabbi Pakuda begins saying that having preceded the gate of, uh, of Bitahon, Shara Bitahon, it is proper to follow with an explanation of this multifaceted obligation that all religious acts, everything that we do, all mitzvahs, be wholly devoted to God alone. And, um, and this is hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Uh, we need to have in ourselves a lot of uh, intention when we do things and always think before we do and think why we're doing what we're doing. If it's for my benefit, if it, is it for my self-serving purposes and self-gratification, or I'm doing what I'm doing because I really want to do what Hashem wants me to do. I want to do El Hashem Shamaim for His sake, because this is what He's asking me to do. So for this refines the inner life and purifies the heart of any foreign element that would ruin these acts and saves us saves one from various forms of ingratiation, which leads to affectation and to flattery of others. So, as Eliyahu said, let me not be partial to any man or be timid in speaking to another person, for I do not know how to speak timidly. So what he's saying is that we should not be affected by praises from other people, or, or, or things that other people tell us that would make us feel better about ourselves in our service to Hashem, that sh we should not be affected by this because this is like a food for the ego. This will make you even feel more, more um, haughty. So it is now fitting to explain the following six aspects of wholehearted devotion of acts. So he says, number one, what constitutes wholehearted devotion of acts of, to God? What, what does it mean to really serve Hashem wholeheartedly? Then he says, how is it achieved? Then he says, to which acts does this obligation apply? Where is this applicable? What kinds of things inhibit it? Five, how can these inhibiting factors be removed so that each act that one performs may be wholly devoted to God's name? And six, how one should be careful of his thought on guard against it and in control of it. So here in this chapter, he's going to teach us the ways in which we can be aware, uh, constantly aware of how we should serve Hashem. Because really life kicks in, the mundane kicks in, and you're in a rush, and you're gonna have lunch, and maybe it's a, a kosher meal. But you just do the brahas by, 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 uh, because you're, by, by rote, you do them because this is what you do, and you're not thinking about them. And then you're eating and eating, and you're tasting the food, and you're enjoying the taste in your mouth, which would be self-gratifying, but at the end of the day, you're not really serving God. Because you did a braha, but you didn't do it with intention. 
Sometimes people do them in a way that they don't even remember if they did it or they didn't because they're not mindful about it. So in, in, in what he's saying is that when we serve Hashem, we have to be completely there, like mindfully there. So what, number one, what constitutes wholehearted devotion of acts to God was the first question. It is the intention in public and private acts of worship for the sake of his name to do his will alone and not to win the favor, favor of human beings. So it's, he's talking about intention. This is a very important word, intention. What drives you? What is behind your actions? And what it's saying here is that you have to always be very careful that you do things for Hashem and not waiting to get a favor from other people. So number two, how is wholehearted devotion of acts to God alone attained? How do we do this? And so he says here, by virtue of 10 attributes, if a person internalizes them and comprehends truly that they are the foundations of his worship and the roots of his works, then his devotion of acts to God's name will be complete. He will turn to no one else, rely on no one besides him, and the sole aim of his works will be to please God. So everything he's going to do in his life is going to be directed to Hashem. So the 10 attributes are, the first is the wholeheartedly acknowledging God's unity, as explained in the beginning of this book. I think it was the first chapter, the gate of unity. It's to understand that Hashem is everything. He's, everything is Him. And when we're in this world, really what we're doing is we're connecting. We're like, you know that game that you connect the dots, one, two, three, four, and then you have a picture. This is what we do here. We connect the dots. When we connect the dots, we are able to bring the, the, the name of God uh, complete. The Yud Kevavke, the Tetragrammaton of Hashem's name, we're able to connect it and, and make it complete. So the second is reflecting on God's graces, is to never forget all the goodness He gives us to be counting our blessings continuously, which are continually bestowed upon us as we have explained. So count your blessings every day when you wake up. Thank you Hashem for bringing my soul back to my body. Thank you. And then we have a whole list of thank yous, of, of, of blessings, morning blessings that we do. Be in your life, accustom yourself to saying Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, thank you God, thank you God. People ask you, how are you doing today? Baruch Hashem. Even if you're not doing so great, Baruch Hashem. And this state of mind will give you that, that continuous acknowledgement of Hashem's goodness in your life. The third is assuming the service of God, as I have also mentioned which is assuming that we're here to serve Him, that we have to understand that the whole purpose of existing in this world is to make a dwelling place for Him. How do you do that? By making this a home, a comfortable home for, for Him, doing what He wants us to do. And the fourth is embracing reliance on Him and not on human beings. Like, we cannot rely on anybody. Like, yes, God forbid a person gets sick. He needs to go to the doctor. He needs to go. It's, it, the doctor is a shlia of Hashem. He's a medium that Hashem puts in this world to help you get well. But you cannot confide that the doctor is the one that's healing you. He's healing, Hashem is healing you through the doctor. So this is what the fourth one says. The fifth is believing that it is not within the power of any created being to help or harm without the permission of the creator. 
Now there's many conspiracy theories that this is a bio, biological arm that China invented or the Germans or whatever. It came out of a lab in Wuhan. Uh, China has to be accountable for this. Yes, we can pinpoint fingers to everything in the world. Everybody is uh, responsible except you, right? So yes, people have this tendency of pointing fingers to other people, but we have to understand, nothing is gonna happen in this world that Hashem doesn't allow it to happen. So the true giver of this uh, virus to the world is God. Whoever he used to bring it about, that's a different story. Whoever is responsible, that's a different story. But we have to acknowledge where things come from. And when you see that things come from God, then your reaction is going to be a complete different reaction. Like Joseph had tzaddik. His brothers sold him, right? They were going to kill him. And they, they, he sold, they sold him to the Egyptians, to the, to the caravan. That ended up in Egypt, and he became a slave to Potiphar. Then he ended in jail. Then he ended up becoming the viceroy of Egypt. When the brothers came to Egypt, to, to buy food because there was a famine in the world. And, and Joseph recognized them at the end. He, he tells them, Ani Yosef, and the brothers are, feel horrible. He tells them, I am here because God wanted me to be here. This was my purpose. This was my mission. This was my journey. It would have been through you. It would have been through being kidnapped. It would have been that I could have gotten lost. Whatever reason, my I had to end in this place. That it was through you, that's your problem with God. Then you have to see what you're gonna do. But I'm not, I'm not uh, upset at you. How can I be if this was my, prescribed for me? So the six is indifference to people's praise or insult. It, we have to be above it. People tell you, oh, you're so great, you're amazing, I love you. You know what? Nice to hear it, but don't let it get to you. Don't let it get to you because at the end of the day, that's going to make you haughty and you're going to lose sight of your purpose in life. Like if you are, for example, a nurse at this moment in time and you're in the hospital and you're saving lives and you're giving self-sacrifice to others and people are right now banging bells to the doctors and the nurses at 7 p.m. in New York and in other places they fly planes. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's acknowledging the service of, of, of our heroes. And we should do it. But it shouldn't get to their heads. They shouldn't forget why they're doing what they're doing, which is to serve God. This is their job. This is their purpose. This is their mission. This is their time in, 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 in life. This is their, 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 star, their Oscar nominee moment. So the seventh is re refraining from curing favor with other people. That we should not be asking favors from people. We should really trust Hashem and ask Hashem to give us the aid. Yes, He can send the aid through someone else. If a person is suffering from something and he needs help, uh, yeah, he's going to get the help. Hashem is going to send it to him. But he should not be praying to people. He should be praying to God. Send me the help and He'll send it to you. Then the eighth is clearing one's heart of worldly matters when working for the world to come. So when you're acquiring mitzvahs, when you're doing for God, when you're doing mitzvot, there's a reward for this. It's, it's, it's going to be put away for you for when the world to come comes, when 
we are in the times of Messiah and, and we come to this moment in life, everything's going to be repaid to you. Everything you do here, all the good you do here, Hashem has a, a notebook, he's accounting. He not only writes down what you did, but he writes down every step of the way that you had to go through to do what you did. Even if you had to buy a pen to write a check to uh, give a donation, even the buying of the pen becomes part of the mitzvah. Okay, so all these things are accounted for. And we have to understand that, the, that, the, that we shouldn't be so worried about the worldly, worldly matters, the mundane, the materialistic world, because it's bluff. The day we leave this world, you're not gonna even take your socks with you. Nothing, nothing is gonna go with you. So at the end of the day, give, give priority, give matter to what really is important. And the ninth is being in awe of God and diffident before Him. To always have respect and awe and, 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 and reverence to Hashem. And the tenth is consulting the intellect whenever evil thoughts enter the heart and accepting the counsel of the intellect rather than that of one's baser instincts. So what Rabbi Pakuda is saying here is that sometimes the Yetzer Hara gets in and then you start getting scared and you get uh, anxious and you what's gonna be with this and what are we gonna do and and maybe i'm not gonna have food tomorrow and maybe i'm not gonna have a job tomorrow and then your heart starts uh, pumping very fast and you start getting anxious and you're starting getting depressed and it says at this moment don't don't get this feelings getting to your into your into your being use your intellect use your seichel your intelligence to contrast them i believe in hashem hashem runs the world god is in control he knows what he's doing i trust that uh, if he's giving me food till today there's no reason i should not be having food tomorrow this is the intellect so this is the um, what Rabbi Pakuda uh, is telling us to do in order to be able to really devote ourselves to Hashem. This is the first two, uh, the first two, um, the, the first two, uh, how do you call them? Attributes that he teaches us. Uh, in, the pre, in, the pro, in the next classes, we'll go through the rest. It's 10 of them. But basically, this is the way to think, this is the way to feel, this is the way to live. So I wish you a blessed week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.